and welcome. You are listening to Patient Talk Podcast, delivered to you by Omni Health Insights. In this episode, sponsored by Leader Healthcare Group, we'll be talking about COVID-19 and how the business has responded to the challenge. Leader Healthcare Group is an international healthcare technology solutions provider based in Dubai. Earlier this year, the company showcased technologies that included artificial intelligence and Arab Health 2020. But the world is very different then, and much has changed in the five months since. So I began by asking the group CEO, Sukhdeep Sashdev, on his thoughts on how his business leader healthcare responded to the biggest challenge of our times. Priorities have not changed as such. If you recall, what we introduced in Arab Health was the AI platform, like you know, that was showcased the analytical tools for the radiologist for the artificial intelligence. Incidentally, that so happened that the COVID-19, we are again making that same trial of what we reflected in terms of technology. So it's it's, it's very much aligned. But COVID-19 also, in terms of like uh, when the pandemic control measures were being introduced, like saying we had to reflect to the nation's need. The need was uh, at that point of time was the field hospitals and leaders quickly adopted that role. And, you know, we helped uh, building even the World Trade Center, the field hospital. We were part of supplying the beds. So it was very much adopting ourselves to the situation there. At that point of time, the other thing was like loads of need of the PPE materials, you know, that became the slogan of the town. So this is what we were involved in, um, like as, as a team, like we built a task team that was able to analyze, like what is the need of the hour and how quickly we can adapt to that scenario. We demonstrated what we call as a, we are in this together attitude and the team of the passion printers and leaders, like they, they were put to the task. We were given a very, very short notice in some of the projects, like sometime it was like just we need it now. Like you get a call at the four o'clock in the afternoon and seven o'clock we need the delivery of, let it be coveralls, it could be guns, it could be different PP materials. So we just made it happen. The goal was again to you know, align ourselves to the nation's need. What is one of the priorities during COVID-19? Like when we look back in the month of March and April and what we achieved along with the frontliners in, in healthcare segment, I think that was a quite commendable task that was achieved by the team. You talk about responding to the nation's needs, and I look at your website and you operate in three regions worldwide. And so in responding to a pandemic, and in particular, a demand for PPE, has it been different in every region? So for instance, um, was there a particular spike in demand from you know, one region worldwide versus another? How did you manage that? We operate currently in the Gulf countries, we operate in the Asia-Pacific and also other parts of the Australia, for example, in APAC region. So the needs were totally different, actually. But what has happened is like there has been a leadership team that has been existing in each of the segments, each of these markets, and they were able to feed the customer needs. Yes, the spike here in the Emirates was totally different because, you know, like need of the mobile hospital, as I said earlier, need of the walk-through diagnostic centers that were quickly adapted. The UE has reflected a different character altogether as compared to the different segments. But yes, I mean, you know, each uh, of the leadership team acquired those roles and, and that was handled appropriately. You mentioned you had to mobilize a team quickly to respond to the uh, pandemic. How yeah. easy was that to do? Because 
It must have taken you by surprise, much like anyone else. Were there any particular challenges in terms of bringing people together to respond to this crisis? Not really. As I said, like we have been into the healthcare space for almost three decades and we have been used to this scenario. But yes, and pandemic, the situation was like everything needed was urgent. Everything was like needed that, you know, just a, a show cost notice was like just a little time was given to you and, and you provide everything. So yes, I mean, we were able to fill in those needs very quickly. You mentioned one of the needs in particular was for uh, hospital beds for the uh, makeshift hospital in Dubai, which is an incredible project. Seeing that there is similar demands worldwide for uh, beds and ICU units, do you see yourselves responding to those needs on a worldwide basis? So for instance, there's a, an urgent needs in, in Africa or Latin America where the current disease has, has shifted to. I can recall an example when the World Trade Center, like the mobile field hospital being set up, we received a call that they needed a thousand beds immediately within three days. And it was not possible to have those beds locally here, but we did have our connect from the past with our manufacturer suppliers. So we made some calls. In this case, like I had to call to United Kingdom and fortunate enough, the beds were available and we were able to quickly fly those beds by air freight. And I remember the record time was just about in seven days that that arrangement was done. So yeah, I mean, you know, like in this case, we're thankful to our partners who helped us in that point of time to provide, and we were able to assist the local leadership team here. Has technology played a big part in your COVID-19 response? So for instance, you mentioned AI use in in, uh, radiology. To what extent has that played a major part in the COVID-19 response? What has happened is diagnostic testing is still, there is something called the RT-PCR. That is the standard, that is the norm for any test measures. But normally what happens is when you're having an RT-PCR set up, like it takes about two days to get the result. When we talk about the AI-driven platform, like with the CT imaging, artificial intelligence combined with that the integration, if you look at that, I mean, yes, the results could be rapid, the normal findings, and depending on your CT findings plus the clinical symptoms, you can look at the results and that could be fast. But the main, the challenge here is like sometimes AI is driven by the data that is feeded on it, right? So if the data is right, we could probably look at it. But sometimes it has happened that the CT findings versus clinical symptoms were different. So that's the challenge at this point of time that AI is going through. But we see it soon becoming a reality that if you want a quicker diagnostic tool. So at this point of time, what has happened is Healthcare providers are looking at AI integrated radiology findings as a triage tool, for example. So what will happen is sooner or later, this will become a, a reality. Do you see there being more innovation in healthcare because of the pandemic? Do you see there being new products, new solutions coming out in the months ahead that previously might have taken years as opposed to weeks to bring to market? Absolutely. I mean, you nailed it. This is what the whole industry worldwide is looking at, you know, what will happen in post-pandemic. So at this point of time, we can already see a huge investment that is being made into the biotech industry, pharma industry. You must be reading news about the vaccination and now a couple of companies in the worldwide, they've declared the 15th of August is the deadline where they think the vaccines are going to be launched. So we see already a new innovation that's coming through in these markets. And At the same time, we can see the huge investment is going to be in the diagnostic era. Like we can see most modern laboratories set up coming up soon in the region. 
and all the uh, technology providers who are experts in the diagnostic field, they're making huge investments. And at the similar time, we see the huge industry growth will happen in the biotech and pharmaceuticals, the new drugs innovations that to beat the COVID-19 or similar viruses in the future, that's investment being made. So certainly, yes, to answer your question, yes, I mean, you know, we see a huge turnaround in terms of the innovation in medical device industry, the biotech pharma industry, in general, the diagnostic industry. So that's coming. We can already see that. That's exciting. It certainly is. And with those changes in technology and rising innovation, do you see that being a, a major shift in healthcare, perhaps, that is more favorable towards a patient? So, for instance, a rise in virtual technologies or telemedicine or remote care solutions that will facilitate care for the patients that conveniences them in particular? I'm glad that you asked this question. Like, if you look at the telemedicine, you know, like I can recall telemedicine has been existing for the last 20 years, but it had its own limitations. But the incidence of COVID-19 has brought a telemedicine again in the forefront. If you go back in certain countries, like in Australia, for example, telehealth took a major role. Patients preferred that and physicians were wanted it because there was no exposure to COVID-19. So telehealth did play a major role in certain countries. And we can see it coming back. We, we want to see more interaction with the patient and the physicians over the telehealth, telemedicine. So that will become the norm in the future. Though when we say in the norm in the future, telemedicine will have its own challenges. Challenges in the sense, how do we integrate like that podium, that forum? How do you arrange the insurance reimbursement? And also something very important for telemedicine is the special network, the bandwidth, uh, you know, that the many of the nations are facing challenges. Fortunately, in UAE, we have the 5G, but still, I mean, we are looking forward to improved bandwidth such as 7G. And I think if that comes in, telemedicine is going to play a major role in the industry. Certainly. And do you see in that respect, the UAE playing a bigger role in all of this? So almost like a leadership role. We're very fortunate to be in this part of the world, a strategic hub that links regions worldwide. Do you see there being any particular advantages in terms of the healthcare industry being based in UAE? Absolutely. You know, I've spent three decades in the United Arab Emirates. I've never, ever come across the rulers, the leadership team uh, that governs the country. They have been really very, very, they've been forward coming. And there's a huge investments that can be obviously seen with the number of cases dropping every single day, number of recoveries that are improving. That itself is, is a significant thing to observe. So I think UAE always has played a major role as a role model for the region and the region, especially in GCC, they always look forward to like what are the steps taken by the leadership team in United Arab Emirates. And really, we're fortunate to have such great leaders who are really have taken the responsibility. They've taken the ownership of ensuring that the local citizens, the country, the expats, everybody, like they get this treatment, what they need. So I think it's, it's highly commendable and we are very, very fortunate to be in United Arab Emirates. Generate business leads at Omnia Health Live Americas. The teams behind Florida International Medical Expo FIME in the United States, Hospital R in Brazil, and Expo Med in Mexico have joined forces to bring our audience a virtual expo from September 28th to the 30th designed specifically for the North, Central, and South American regions. Best of all, the event is free to attend. Find out more at 
live.omnia-health.com slash Americas. What changes are you expecting to see as a result of the pandemic? Obviously, we're still going through it now. There's still thousands of cases reported on a daily basis uh, worldwide. But sooner or later, the pandemic will subside and presumably a new landscape will present itself. What will healthcare look like in, say, 12 months' time? This is looking into your crystal ball. And it, it is a bit of a tricky question, but what do you expect to see? And what, what do you expect to see yourselves? I think we see a large trend. We see a number of policies that will go on the healthcare. Those policies will mainly patient-centric, and there will be changes, as we discussed just now, the more telemedicine will take a major role. And we see like a more of a infrastructure development and that's ready for such kind of immersive patient interaction right and basically i mean more of the technology like you know it's it's something that you know everybody was taken back with, with what happened during covid 19 but i think the nation is quickly recovering to that path and we see more interaction between patients and the more important thing is you will see a digital transformation that will happen in the country towards every public sector that is contributing around us. Do you see there being any big barriers to transformation? Because it was much discussed before the pandemic, and of course the pandemic has accelerated the process of transformation in organizations and industries, but it's so complex because it involves so many moving parts and it's not just about the technology, it's also about people and cultures, I guess. What are the major barriers in your minds to making transformation successful? I don't see as such any major barriers at this point of time. Like we have seen the unity, we have seen all the public sector together. They, they are joining hands to fight this pandemic and also they are preparing the nation to ensure that if this pandemic or in future any other pandemic that comes to us, they'll be easily able to combat it. So the nation is uh, almost getting ready for that. And just returning to technology again, which technology in particular in your mind will make the biggest impact in healthcare. So everyone's talking about artificial intelligence, but perhaps on its own, it's insufficient. But when combined with data analytics and other technologies, then it can make a bigger impact. But in your minds, which is possibly the most impactful technology? I think what we see is the AI will play still a major role. I was reading an article the other day. We think that by 2024, the prediction is that all the operating rooms in the country, they were driven by AI, and that would mean improvised efficiency in everything that we do today in operating theater environment, and that will be the patient care, like will be the highest priority that we see coming in the next couple of years. Currently, we see a trend also in the change to technologies, like say, for example, when the pandemic came in, everybody talked about when we sneeze or when we cough, like the droplets, they go down like on the floor. And so we were talking about the air disinfection, we are talking about the surface disinfection. So we have seen a surge in these technology too, as far as the air purification is concerned and surface disinfection is concerned. And I think this will become a norm now in the future. I mean, everybody will be talking about uh, workspace sanitization. Everybody will be talking about air purification. You know, it was unheard of in the past, like that catered to only very small portion of the medical industry. But now, today, uh, this has changed. There's a huge surge in the trend we see in, especially we talk about the disinfection, the way we sanitize our workplaces or office spaces. So that's, that's also we see is a huge change in the industry. 
Is there anything that you plan to do differently post-pandemic? So you, you talked about the different projects, activities you embarked on in, in recent months, the uh, impressive response, for instance, to the demand for hospital beds here in Dubai as a clear example. Will the pandemic perhaps force you to do things differently? Maybe look at becoming more agile or flexible? I think we've already taken a step like here. I remember when we started our company in 2009, the world was at recession and the people were talking to us, hey, listen, what are you doing? And I think now in 2020, I mean, when we came and the COVID-19 has been the worst part in the industry in terms of recession. But again, like in month of March, we came out with our new operations called Leader Life Sciences. And the focus of Leader Life Sciences, again, into the technology, into the diagnostic era, into the field of genomics, genetic engineering. And when we look at that, I think that was the right move. I think for us, uh, we were fortunate that, you know, we are doing that at this point of time so that we're learning those challenges and we are continuously making investment in the industry because, you know, we are not just located in Dubai, we're headquartered in Dubai, but we're looking at a global approach. So we will continue in next six to 12 months, our slogan is to take lead to life sciences into the GCC and beyond. And the next five years, we'll look at becoming a, a global company in this direction. So these are like, I say, exciting times. Whenever there are challenges in the world, let it be pandemic, let it be COVID-19. And that helps the organizations to prepare themselves, you know. So each time that challenge is posed down to you, you come out as a winner. So that's the winning team, that's the attitude, that's the leadership team that we have built, and that's the organization that we have built over a decade and the leadership team who has been existing in the region for three decades. So that did help us to conquer this battle. That did help us to support the leadership team in United Arab Emirates. And we are very, very proud. We are very, very fortunate to how we have contributed during COVID-19, how we have supported the nation's initiative. So we will continue to work in that direction. The mandate that we have taken is that in next 12 months, like we are frankly open 24 7, 365. I mean, you know, our offices don't shut down. I mean, virtually we are, we are available all the time to see if there are any specific urgent needs or requirements. If there's any our products or services can be useful to any of the hospitals, any of the healthcare providers, we are prepared to do so. So that's the leader's mandate. I really love his optimism. It's really quite infectious, <laughs> if you excuse the pun. On a similar note, I remember reading that your uh, business emerged from, I suppose, the uh, financial crisis previously back in 2008, which is an incredible time to launch a new business. And, you know, this is a random question, but would you say now is a good time to to launch a, a healthcare business in the ashes of a pandemic, given that this is financial crisis part two? Absolutely. This can be better. And after the call, I mean, I tell you, frankly, I mean, this has been our best year. Like, you know, we have seen the, the bond that we built with the team and the team was all around. And they will say, as I said earlier, we are in this together attitude like you know that certainly helped and you know they're geared up like they're saying what do we do next so there's a lot of excitement and i urge all the companies like you know we can't have that excuse that okay covid 19 and financial crisis it all depends how you look at the scenario it all depends like how you intend to be the leader how do you display the leadership and how your visionary part that's playing a major role these are exciting time for us like for, as i said there's something that you want to do for the community at the same time, right? This is very important. And we were in the midst of COVID-19 centers. Like I, I remember having visited all the centers, the Voltage Center, in Nalane, in Abu Dhabi. I was personally there 
with the frontliners, with the leadership team, say, hey, what we can do for you, right? How we can assist. And this, this is what I think, you know, that made your soul at the end of the day, feeling the self-accomplishment. I think that what was nice. And as I said earlier, like, you know, we, we are making huge investment in the industry and we are very optimistic about like how we can, you know, build it up. This whole uh, leadership that will travel towards the global markets. Thanks once again to Sukdeep Sachdev, Global CEO of Leader Healthcare Group. So to summarize, Leader Healthcare Group responded effectively to COVID-19 through adopting a awareness together attitude. In practice, it meant building a flexible and agile task team that adapted itself to the changing situation. For example, aligning its priorities to the needs of a nation. It also meant learning from a challenge. Thank you for listening to Patient Talk Podcast. If you're interested in taking part, please drop me an email at matthew.brady at informer.com. There are two T's in Matthew. Cheers and goodbye.